0: entertainment that's all you know happening in your in your mind it's 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 mental masturbation it's not taking you anywhere i think the separation of the mind and the body is is a huge issue that kind of uh results in people's inability to recognize the warning signals that they're getting or or to be able, be able to even know what to do it's a badge of honor if you leave that story it becomes you in the end there is not overwhelming things in the world. I don't think so. It's how you relate to them.
1: Body, mind, empowerment. Get stronger, faster, smarter,
0: quicker, friendlier, more helpful, more driven. Everything the body needs. Control
1: your mind. Welcome to the Body, Mind, Empowerment podcast. I'm your host Simland and uh, today we have Demo Arina from Finland as our guest and he's He's an entrepreneur and uh, one of the authors of the Biohackers Handbook as well. And uh, we Teemu, we- we I want to welcome you to the show.
0: Uh, thank you so much, Seam, for uh, this invitation. And um, I'm delighted to be here.
1: Yeah, we are I really, I'm a huge fan of your work, what you do with the Biohackers Summit and uh, the Biohackers book as well. And I believe like your, la- your next book is going to be about biohacking stress. Am I right?
0: Yes, that's right. So the first book was about diving deep into sleep, exercise, nutrition, mind and work and how those can be seen as systems. And then we dive into the methods and tools and interventions that you can use to optimize those systems. And we look at the different ways of measuring, figuring out what works and what doesn't. And uh, so the Barking Stress book is going to be a continuation on on that, where we look more on the nervous system side, that kind of... um, came out in the work that we did pretty rapidly, that uh, stress seems to be behind a lot of issues, sleeping problems. Um, you could look at chronic fatigue of uh, people who have been exercising too much when it comes to work. I mean, that's a huge issue nowadays. So we decided to work on a separate book on this topic. So I'm working on the Biker's Handbook with my co uh nutrition specialist, the Halletta, and medical doctor, Olli Sobiärvi. And I'm a technologist, but, you know, we are all kind of uh, well versed in uh, the secret arts of technology and medicine, wellness and health. And we are kind of looking at those things as, as um, uh, infinitely uh, intriguing and interesting areas and avenues to uh, get to terms with what it means to be human.
1: Mm, yeah, like you said it is the stress aspect of modern life it deserves a whole new book for itself and uh, if you look at our environments then we're more comfortable than ever before we can eat all of these delicious food we want as much as we want and we can entertain ourselves but people are still so stressed out and a lot of people are suffering from uh, chronic stress so why do you think like why why are we so stressed out as a as a species at the moment
0: I mean, we are lacking the balance that nature gave us. So, if we start from the nervous system, I mean, looking at the autonomous nervous system, you have the sympathetic nervous system response, you have the parasympathetic nervous system response, the balance between those two that usually is between rest and being active and hunting for food or looking for a mate. I mean, that part is now an overdrive. I mean, we get bombarded by signals on a constant basis through, uh, media, social media, you know, the working life today is full of constant interruption. If, if someone else is not interrupting us, it's ourselves, uh, who is interrupting ourselves. And we are not, uh, connected enough to nature or rooted in nature. I mean, people living in cities, it's such a hectic environment. It's just from our, the, the, standpoint of our basic biology it is triggering a lot of different stress responses with very loud noises. And, um, I mean, you can, you can go very deep with this. If you look at, look at air quality, that's another stressor. So, um, I, I really like this, this, uh, uh, specific app on my phone that shows me, uh, their, the air quality in different areas. And, um, uh, I mean, I live in Finland, and that's kind of nice. Uh, uh, But when I was traveling in Southeast Asia and bigger cities, I realized how important quality air is. So there's two apps. One of them is called Air Visual, and the other one is called Air Matters. And it shows you um, the particle count in the air and the pollution level. And when you look at the particle counts, there is uh, this very small microscopic uh, particles PM 2.5 and those go straight to your bloodstream mm. and they will increase all cause mortality so I mean that's one aspect then, then I mean just like light pollution um, uh, biohackers are well very well aware about the issues when it comes to uh, blue light which is uh, uh, the spectrum of light related to daylight and how that messes up our circadian rhythms mm-hmm. uh, if we get exposed to it at the wrong time of the day it's usually reserved for the day but people i mean they're looking at their mobile phones they're looking at their laptops and lcd televisions and they they they're they just out of balance and when it comes to diet that's another thing i mean the whole mass production of food it's great i mean it's feeding us but at the same time it's narrowing down our choices Supermarket is pretty much like um, um, if you just look at the middle isol- uh, isolates, usually the middle parts of any kind of supermarket, it's all these dry products. Mm-hmm. It's just recycling uh, wheat products and uh, corn products and in different forms. So you get all these different ways of processing corn or wheat into the sugar components like high fructose corn syrup. Or powders and uh, all, all kinds of things uh, and milk also I mean mm. Mil- milk protein is uh, especially lactose is put into a lot of products for our preservation reasons and then I mean we're just like having a nuclear attack on our digestive systems uh, I mean there is so many things going on pollution is obviously one thing the, the environmental toxins uh, but also toxic mindsets mm. so the stuff that we read from media is just amplifying the sense of crisis. CNN mm. it is mm-hmm. literally crisis news network, which is just sending us on a con- constant basis uh, some some kind of sense of urgency. Although, historically speaking, we are living the most peaceful time uh, on earth and uh, considering... Our lifespans we are more likely to live longer lifespans and we have all the technology and including medicine that can uh, extend lifespans and also help us to achieve so much more technologies leverage for a lot of things so we we somehow seem to forget our full potential in the middle of all of this
1: mm, yes yeah, it's, it's true like you said it's a matter of imbalance because stress itself is very beneficial. Like you need to have some sort of a positive uh, uh, adaptation or something that incentivizes your body to uh, maintain its health and some other physiological processes. But yeah, it's it's it, it seems as if the society sim- simply gravitated towards one end to too much towards the sympathetic uh, side, like I mentioned, and like to me it also seems like. It becomes almost addictive to stay in that fight-or-flight response like if you're constantly stressed out then you're gonna become even more stressed out and that's gonna lead to chronic stress and uh, and uh, this other toxic behavior that you know people if they have a bad diet then there it's, it's it becomes increasingly more difficult to start eating healthy after you after you because if, in a sense your, your taste buds are so used to that kind of stimulation and uh, this this stress in a sense. So yeah, why, absolutely. Does, why does like stress stay elevated for so long?
0: I mean, you nailed it uh, in so many ways uh, with that opening. When it comes to stress, I mean, you're right. It is a positive thing. It's the reason why we wake up in the morning. If you just look at the cortisol cycle in the morning hours, cortisol is rising. That's one of the reasons why we get out of bed. If you get two months of a cortisol release, you can get a down regulation of cortisol over time as, because the body has all these compensatory mechanisms. It tries to bring down uh, things that are elevated so to keep things in balance. And um, one of the consequences of that might be that you no longer have the energy to, to even get up of bed in the morning. And that's also linked to chronic fatigue. It, it's, it's all about the, the lack of maybe even realization and teachings of what it means to, to what, what it means to live a balanced life and this has been I mean part of common knowledge for centuries for understanding what it means to be human and pushing boundaries um, of what it means to be human and also to live a more grounded life in your body. And people are living in their heads and minds and they forget their bodies in the process and that um, separation is creating a lot of issues and problems. Now, if you look at um, long-term meditators uh, who are kind of observing uh, their senses and they are breathing out um, um, uh, something where they're letting go of things, I mean, those are... Now being recognized as key tools for living in a hectic life and, and society. So many people are adopting um, meditative practices as, uh, to counterbalance the, the busy lifestyles. And I think that's super healthy because we need that. Um, looking at, at the, uh, the balance of things um, in medicine, there's this term called homeostasis, which basically describes the balance uh, that's going on in the biological organism and how it maintains it. Um, we are constantly uh, kind of getting ourselves into situations like over overstimulating ourselves or getting too much stressed about things that uh, we lose that balance. And so the cortisol cycle is just one example, but there are so many other cycles in the human body that are being messed up. By modern lifestyles and i think part of it is kind of um, um a, a result of also not knowing mm. what's going on so I, I i'm just surprised when i go to conferences i was speaking this morning in a human resource um related con- conference to managers about all of these things um, and they were amazed uh, how simple these things are mm. um, I mean, they are living in their heads. They are living in their heads when it comes to living, uh, uh, to to building a balanced uh, working place. So, if you think of human resources in companies, HR is and exists uh, primarily actually to optimize performance of the workforce. It uh, it was in the advent of industrial revolution in the end of 1700s when there was this company called the national cash register company and in the national cash register company there was a dictator uh, manager who was running the company and he hired a jesuit uh, called lena harvey and and lena harvey started building all these corporate welfare programs uh they, they started first by offering the lunch to their employees before that people it's just like bringing food to work and they were getting sick so they decided to um, organize that so they were able to reduce sick leaves greatly by offering food to people then they started building all these social programs and that created more of a unison at the workplace and um, I- improved people's motivation and uh, reduced depressive outbreaks and so on so corporate welfare has always been thought as a way to improve results improve productivity reduce sick leaves so investments in the balanced uh, um, way of things and, and healthy living at the workplace is actually something that puts more money on the bottom line mm. so those are the people doing that kind of work and um, uh, they, they mean a lot of good things but for some reason I mean if I'm explaining them simple things about the human nervous system it's new information to them and it just tells me that they're living on a theoretical level on their minds and you can solve many of these problems by just thinking them um, you have to also uh, involve your body um, they're not going to run optimally even though we might have great ideas about management and leadership and uh, uh reward uh, programs and uh maybe even if we have some offsites. still that's not enough to 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 gradually build uh, a balanced uh workforce so so that's just an example of corporations i mean there's if you just look at the individual lives of people um uh living a pretty sedentary lifestyle just watching television uh in in america it's like more than four hours a day some some families get to eight hours even 10 12 and netflix is not making it easier (laughs) Uh, or youtube by the way so so um entertainment that's Mm -hmm. all you know happening in your in your mind it's 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 mental masturbation it's not Mm -hmm. taking you anywhere so I like practices where you're involving your physical body in it, uh, in the process of doing it. And that's what yoga teaches. That's what um, martial arts, many schools teach, is the connection of the mind and the body and the spirit. So mm, many exercise programs uh, could also do that. Uh, But if you look at people going to the gym, they don't necessarily focus on on the mind body connection they might be just you know putting their headphones on and listening to music or podcasts and uh, not not really be present into what they are doing so i think this separation of the mind and the body is is a huge issue that kind of uh results in people's inability to recognize the warning signals that they're getting or or to be be able to even know what to do um, in a specific state um where they feel depressed or, or fatigued.
1: Yeah, like people tend to, they start to associate themselves with the stress, for instance, even, even with the language that they use, because language is so powerful in the sense of uh, how it programs your body and your mind. They say that I am angry, or I'm so frustrated about this situation. And literally, it changes the perspective of the situation so much that that, it, that they begin to associate the negative event or the stressful event with themselves and that's because that, and that's going to reinforce that same cycle again
0: yes this is a really important point that you, you brought up here um, language so when you are discussing with people I don't know how it's in Estonia but at least in Finland when you ask people how are you they will tell you how busy they are yeah. and it seems like you have to somehow prove your worthiness by appearing busy. So sometimes people even start before they ask how you're actually doing. They ask, you know, has it been busy, mm. you know. Um, it's like a badge of, on,
1: badge of honor in a sense. I'm so busy. A, I'm suffering. Or
0: <laughs> it's a badge of honor. And if you leave that story, it becomes you. I mean, if you if you think you are busy, you will be busy. Uh, but it, when it comes to like feeling stress or feeling busy or overwhelmed, in the end, there is not um, overwhelming things in the world. I don't think so. It's how you relate to them. Mm -hmm. So even if you get thousand emails a day, it all depends how you relate to that uh, flow of information uh, in terms of if you're going to feel stressed about it or not. Uh, if you have a lot of meetings or interactions with people, uh, if you feel uh, overwhelmed by it, it's all about how you relate to those interactions. But in many cases, I mean, people are just making things worse for themselves by telling them the story that they live, uh, which is um, enforcing. I mean, uh, suggestions are a huge deal here. So people are absolutely prone to suggestions so you can suggest yourself to become stressed if you want uh, you can increase your heart rate by just thinking about you know all the, all the problems you have to deal with so there is a physiological response to your thoughts and um by changing your thoughts or the way how you see the world you can change your body you can change how you relate to things mm.
1: And exactly like um, what I've what I've noticed in some of my own behavior is like whenever I get these kinds of anxious thoughts or when I start worrying about something, then uh, it usually has to do with um, with it usually has to do with expecting something from the future, like uh, oh I have to do this kind of task or I'm not sure how this is going to turn out or you know uh, let's say this this might turn out wrong or i might have failed in some aspect of the, what i'm trying to accomplish but when i ground myself if i notice that i'm having these anxious thoughts then i can immediately distance myself from them i can detach myself from it and uh, i can notice how it begins to have this kind of a surge of cortisol in my body in a sense and i can then lower it back down
0: yeah 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 i mean you are doing it right uh seems. so um I I wonder what people would need in terms to be able to wake up from, you know, I don't know, this dream that they are living. So it's a process of uh, waking up from a dream. So when we, when we grow up, we kind of learn to navigate the world. Uh, We learn our senses are providing us information and when we respond to the environment, um, how that relates to us. And, you know, something happens in that process. Um, that goes out of hand in a way, and, uh, um, or gets stagnated in some cases. So some people will never wake up, so they will never um, get to higher states of uh, consciousness um, um, to be able to be aware of what's going on, and, and they feel hopeless in face of all of the difficulties that they're going through uh, without necessarily realizing that it's all their thoughts. And um, uh, they get stuck. Um, and I, I don't want to blame people. I mean, there's a lot of wonderful people out there. So not to generalize things. So what What I like about the Internet is the ability to kind of find the others, find those people who are really kind of um, outliers and are... Uh, investigating this you know project of being human and sharing what they discover and learn and the Viking community is full of great characters characters definitely have to say um, who are uh, experts in you know uh, very specific things and they're constantly curious and ready to explore and learn how to improve themselves to be better but in that process I've noticed that actually it's not about better faster stronger it's about balance Mm. so it's it's not about you know being constantly able to kick ass I think that's the false story of biohacking and that has been promoted by a lot of American biohackers that you have to like kick ass or you have to whatever I don't think that's that's kind of it Um, I think it's, a, it's it's almost like a religious person starting to believe their own bullshit uh, to become fundamentalist and not recognize metaphors for what they are, mm. but literally believe in those things. So in the same way, I see a lot of uh, people getting attracted to biohacking because they try to solve their Issue. It might be, you know, some Americans uh, or Europeans, what not entrepreneurs, etc., who are just working very long hours. They're not sleeping enough. They're not recovering enough. They're working too much. They don't know how to balance themselves. And the solution that they think might be a pill or a cup of coffee with fats that they drink that somehow makes them perform better and their mitochondria to run better. I mean, great, but in the end of that line, you can also burn yourself out by you know triggering some of those things you suddenly get more time or more attention or uh, more performance out of your system and um... you can also overdo that i wouldn't be surprised if, you know those people live shorter lives because they're sleeping less because they feel kicking ass so much
1: indeed like everything can come back everything will come back at you, you know. You can't burn burn your candles from both ends. And definitely, like you mentioned, it's about raising awareness about these things and because, you know, the internet, it has a ton of information about everything. You can learn about practically anything, anyone, and uh, you can gain any skills by simply exposing yourself to the knowledge. But at the same time, there are definitely some different uh, biohacks we can, we can use to uh, optimize our stress and to bring us back into balance. So what kind of biohacks would you use to uh, combat stress?
0: So I'm, what I'm doing here is thousands of years old practice of drinking tea and people don't th- do something like this, you know, no more. I mean, they are just like, uh, you know, getting a quick latte from Starbucks and running for the next meeting instead of like settling down. Um, when you travel in the Middle East, um, you notice that the old uh, generation is spending a lot of time in coffee shops, uh, an hour maybe, uh, drinking tea, maybe smoking a, a shisha or something like this. The same goes for the, the older generation in a park, in Europe, playing chess or something like this. The same goes for, uh, I mean... Uh, in China, people just uh, uh, stopping and drinking tea um, and appreciating just the the, the the fact that, you know, they have a cup of tea in their hands and focusing on that instead of anything else. Now, that's kind of like something that we are missing is a, is a daily practice mm. of, uh, in one hand, um, connection. And uh, in second-hand presence, and and people are not present. They are running, you know, their thoughts and all kinds of things. So I think it's very important for anyone to establish some kind of practice where they they can be more present uh, and can also practice what my my now good friend Yara Willard calls to, to real connection. We have been sold the false. Sto- the story of a uh, connection that is false which is based on looking at your social media or your phone which is disconnecting us from each other and our environment so um, in the end it's for me it's all about the, the, the ways of discovering natural ways of living um, uh, one practice that really brings to your body is called immersion so like uh, uh dipping yourself into ice. I don't think cryotherapy is it. I mean, it makes fancy selfies, but it's not uh, as full body experience, I think, as cold immersion. Yeah, it's easy. Really, it's,
1: it's not that difficult even.
0: Yes, absolutely. So yeah. it's, um, and I mean, there are, the research is out there that it's, it kind of gets your skin temperature lower, but in the end it doesn't really penetrate the skin as effectively as, as liquids do. And um, so, well, that's one thing. Um, when it comes to most kind of situations where I notice that I might be uh, running at, at a high clock speed, that's when I'm doing some breathing exercises. And uh, that that brings you into your body, like fire breathing or mm. pranayama breathing. I, I, I like pranayama. I think it delivers the I mean, in the, in the time invested, it, it delivers the greatest return. And so, so, when it comes to simple ten type meditation, I'm, I don't do much of that. Um, I like to involve some kind of breathing practice with it. I think I get more results uh, from that. And um, uh, just a few minutes a day uh, works wonders. Um, I'm also a technologist, so I like to f- fiddle around with technology. So one of the things that I, I have on my phone, for example, is when I open up any kind of social media app, if I open up like Facebook or something, it, it makes me take a deep breath mm, wow, nice. before it gives me my fix. So That's nice. I'm, hi- I'm hijacking my daily practices and I'm injecting. Uh, things that remind me of things that I should be doing more mm. and um, another app that I really like is something called Way of Life there is also another app called Habit Bull which is similar but it's all about listing your daily habits and then repeating those um, and uh, the, the aim is not to be able to cross all of those habits every day but it's just uh, acts as a reminder that uh, some of these things might be beneficial. So, what I have there is things like, uh, don't look at your phone before having breakfast. There might be things like, meet someone who is not related to work. There might be something like, uh, take a deep breath, go to sauna, go for a massage, you know, some kind of recovery uh, uh, process. So, uh, those are healthy daily reminders that are, living outside of your typical to-do list Uh, I noticed that people don't list these things and they list all kinds of other things but I think it's also important to list common daily practices and once without any issue you can just remove it from that list so then you put things new habits on it that you want to cultivate Mm. Uh, so uh, I think it's good to start with only a few things instead of 20 Uh, I like to have like three or four uh, kind of things that I want to make sure that I'm paying attention to because if there's too many uh, you get lost and uh, uh, overwhelmed
1: that's right yeah like uh, even the fact of uh, having these to-do lists or trying to stick to good habits of mindfulness or trying to meditate it can turn into an anxious anxious habit if if you if you you know start to feel overwhelmed by it
0: mm. that's for sure yeah so those are some of the things that i do
1: mm. so but uh like uh, i've also heard like that w- we talked about the cortisol rhythm in the morning uh, or that cortisol wakes us up in the morning and uh at the same time i also like to inc- think that is it is it a good thing to shock your body with let's say cold thermogenesis or taking a cold shower or, or what do you think about that
0: I think the timing is important um, I mean it depends uh, it depends on frequency also on on these things so I wouldn't probably do these things uh, at the peak of any kind of stressful moment Mm. Um, so some people really like to go for a run in the morning or maybe dip into the ice um well i do take cold showers but uh maybe in some cases it's it's good to kind of wait for the the moment when you are not running stress hormones in your body to actually do these things when you get a little bit uh, tired maybe um, or sedentary um, that that's that's when I, I would inject these kind of things so I recommend people to tr- not take coffee as the first thing in the morning but wait a little bit uh, before they do it um, so yeah I mean uh, everyone can p- figure out what is the right balance for themselves what do you think about this? Uh,
1: Yeah, I used to think as well, like, uh, that uh, having, I used to take, like, a cold shower every day, every morning uh, for, like, three years straight, and I felt amazing, it, uh, it, you know, energized me immediately, but then I used to start taking, like, these contrast showers of 30 seconds hot, 30 seconds cold, or something like that, for a few minutes, and I found them to be more, more effective, and uh, I think that they also, they have a less, less uh, stimulating cortisol effect as well so they're healthier i I believe
0: yeah yeah they uh, when it comes to the effects of cold and heat uh, and heat alteration there's not many studies that have investigated for example the combination of sauna uh, in combination with uh, ice swimming Mm -hmm. uh, which i also find less stressful and more relaxing than just like going for an ice dip and not not having the heat component involved, or just having the heat component without the uh, ice component, this kind of when it comes to alertness, it's it's not as effective. So maybe we will get more studies about this uh, kind of uh, um, uh, this kind of alter alteration between the two. Um, but I, I wonder when we when we find some new biohacks like uh, that are as effective as those i mean those are part of the tradition in finland and i believe also in estonia um, uh, has been for for centuries and uh, haven't we really with all our scientific uh, discovery and, and tools haven't we found anything else that works as effectively i don't know anything you know it's kind of like all the other biohacks I mean you can take nootropics but you know just you know ice swimming plus sauna what it does to your mind is phenomenal
1: That's right, yeah. and even like just exercising can be can be a stress reliever for in in the right
0: amount I've been lately getting into strength training and um, I, what I like about this like brief uh, very brief kind of sessions 15 to 20 minutes instead of like going for an hour mm. and, and i think that's also another thing is that people when they get into these situations they overdo it mm.
1: that's true yeah overtraining and uh, adrenal fatigue are quite common so but how how should someone exercise if they do have chronic stress mm. and they're like on the borderline of of burning themselves out how how should they ex- exercise
0: I really like I'm in mean, the aura ring uh, what it's telling me like in terms of nervous system recovery so I would look at my um, morning HRV over uh, weekly periods uh, not not as a single uh, point checkup but uh, something that you're following on a constant basis that tells you more about if you're getting into um, uh, o- o- overtraining now um, that, that is a good guide the mm-hmm. ring does it pretty nicely like uh, co- combining information and telling you if you should maybe spend more time recovering instead of uh, pushing yourself too much so I think the, the advice that goes for um, for for overtraining just uh, like having a little bit of activity like walks in the forest or something those would be useful maybe some light cardio not for too much maybe bicycling or something like this mm-hmm. is pretty good recovery for uh, for overdoing things also in terms of your mind um, so yeah that's that's kind of what i what i would look more into is it's just like uh Moving a little bit. I, I mean, it shows also in terms of recovery. If you if you destroy your muscles at the gym, um, a little bit of um, movement is actually good, uh, but not too much, obviously, um, mm. compared to just uh, being sedentary.
1: Yeah, you mentioned the aura ring, and uh, one of the best things about it is like it's it's going to allow you to prevent overtraining and uh, prevent stress. So, like the best. An, an ounce of prevention is is a worth a pound of cure they say so it's it's very good to you know not ever not ever go into that dark place or hit hit the slump so you can you know you i, I wouldn't recommend actually to hit failure complete failure while you're working out either because it's going to take more time for your nervous system to recover so you should always lift something in the tank and to <laughs> to have this kind of a spare energy to not over overtax yourself. So it's a great way to prevent the overstress.
0: Sure, sure. But it also depends. I mean, all of these things depend of what you train for. Mm. And um, I mean, if you want to grow really big, really quickly, uh, destroying yourself might be one of the ways. Um, uh, and then just, you know, having more days for recovery. If you want, if if on a more balanced way, you want to live a healthier, more balanced lifestyle, maybe increase your lifespan, uh, statistically at least. Um, You may want to kind of avoid uh, things like running marathons or triathlons or uh, hardcore gym workouts uh, or anything else that put at risk and uh, just like... uh, um, Practice something called the greasing the groove, which is you know uh, factoring in uh, light movement and, and sometimes uh, explosive bursts into your day uh, on a, on a repeated basis instead of doing like a huge workout.
1: That's that's true. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about the upcoming Biohacker's Handbook for Stress? When is it coming out, and uh, what's what's the chapters about?
0: Yeah, so uh, the release schedule for our book, so the Biagra's Handbook, actually comes out first in English. It's out already in Finnish, and um, it's a best-selling book in Finland. So now the English uh, book is uh, under the process of being completed. So we are we're just almost done with the work chapter, and then we have only the mind chapter left. Uh, rest of the chapters already, and then we're ready to make a print. Um, While we are doing that, we are releasing the Finnish book. Uh, That should be in April, uh, March, April, Uh, when it comes to the market here. That's the stress book. And uh, the translation of that will happen uh, this year. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it depends on our plans for a Biker's Handbook. But we we probably aim to bring the Biker's Handbook in print format uh, on the last half of the year. So more for Christmas market. So I might push actually the stress book to 2019, uh, unfortunately, um, just because we can't like uh, market two books simultaneously, which have to focus on something.
1: And uh, what about the next uh, Biowerk mm-hmm. Summit?
0: Yeah, the next Biowerk Summit is going to be in Stockholm. That's going to be 18th of May. The team... Uh, Of that conference is going to be optimal recovery and peak performance we have uh, great speakers coming along Uh, for example dr andrew um, well um, uh, dr andrew hill is coming who is a neuroscientist and uh, from the uh, i think peak Peak brain institute Mm -hmm. and uh, he's going to be talking about Uh, you know flow states and all of those how to access the full potential of your brain Uh, there's going to be um, a lot of interesting investors who are investing into the biohacking space um, sharing what they've seen kind of interesting products coming out and trends in that industry we will have sleep researchers Uh, we will have uh, people who are experts in more balanced way of living and eating uh, as well so uh, and also someone called Seem Land I mean this is going to be there so uh, if, if you're interested in all of this and you want to hang around with me and Seem I mean you should join for the Biker Summit uh, Biker Summit in Stockholm you can find more information at bikersummit.com and uh, if you're interested in our book you can find more information at bikingbook.com
1: yeah, that's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna be at the summit definitely as a speaker as well, and we'll I'll re- release more information about it shortly. But uh, we're starting to reach the end of the show as well, and uh, I would like to ask my last question, which which would be, what would be this sort of a practice or a habit that would improve someone's uh, both both their body and their mind
0: simultaneously? Um, I would I would definitely look at um, I mean, it's, it might sound quite obvious, but things like yoga uh, are great, but not 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 forms like vipassana or something where you are pretty much in your mind. Uh, but I would I would do some kind of practice which is involving um, your full body in the movement and in breathing. That's that's one thing. I I also like tai chi a lot I, I practiced tai chi for years and um that's one thing or picking up some martial art or something which uh is not just adrenal adrenaline but also uh, more kind of balanced way of working with movement and um force uh, aikido is great for example so 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 there is there is some things uh, that people can immediately pick up and um and kind of uh, find the connection.
1: Where can people learn more about you and your work?
0: You can find more information about Bikers Handbook at bikingbook.com. You can find more information about Bikers Summit at bikersummit.com. And uh, if you just go on Facebook and search for those, you can find also our Facebook pages. And uh, we are constantly sharing some interesting articles. You can also follow me um, on Twitter and Facebook Mm -hmm. and Instagram. Instagram for my photos if, you, if you're if into that.
1: Well, thanks, Demo, for coming out to the show. Uh, we definitely learned a lot about how to not get uh, too stressed out and how to manage our work-life balance more appropriately. So thanks. Thank you, Sim. Right, that's it for this episode. Make sure you leave us a review on iTunes and other social media platforms. And other than that, subscribe, click the like, notification bell as well. Like always, thanks for watching.
0: My name is Seam. Stay optimal, stay empowered.